Let's give God the glory He deserves. I'm going to share with you something this morning. Uh, the, uh, Wednesday evening, uh, in the adult class, I led the study, and, and I'd worked on it just kind of like all week from last Wednesday on. And sometimes I would go in there in, in my uh, study there, and I would just write a half a sentence or so, and I told him this Wednesday. And every time I would sit down to study or whatever for this morning as well, I just couldn't get away. So I'm doing something today I don't think I've ever done, and that's what I spoke about on Wednesday. God has just put that on my heart, and He showed me some other scriptures. So if you were here Wednesday, please pray for me. Uh, and if you weren't here Wednesday, come this Wednesday. Uh, we have great Wednesday night Bible studies. Y'all, uh, I- I'm telling you, we can get some really, really, really good studies here. And don't forget that. Don't forget the youth on Tuesday. Uh, 20-some teenagers or so last week and, and just coming here and, and just uh, uh, following God. But uh, this morning, let me ask you a question before I even start. Would you consider yourself... And just for your own answer, would you consider yourself a churchgoer or a Christ follower? You know, going to church when I was a little boy was just, it was natural. That's what we did. And, and I tell you, going to church as a small child, and, and you kind of take it for granted. I did. You know, I really did. I, I went to church and uh, when I was, if you will, made to go. And I thank God I was made to go. Some of you think I was made to go, and I didn't like that. Well, I went to church when uh, I heard someone said he was uh, drugged to church. and Yeah, I've been there too when I was a kid. But the older I got, I, I really didn't kind of get that and realize that but it was in the best interest of me about bringing me to church. But the focus on that was, the focus on me going to church is that I would become a Christ follower. Because I'm going to tell you something today, you can go to church without following Christ. But you can't follow Christ without going to church. And there's a big difference. And I'm going to also tell you today that following Christ isn't easy. And if you truly commit and follow Christ, you can expect opposition. But Jesus said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can expect difficulty, but I'm going to tell you something. It will be worth it all when we see Christ. Not only will it be worth it all when we see Jesus Christ, but listen, it's worth it in your walk with Christ here. If you think that you will walk through this life without any opposition, even in your own natural life, you're going to have opposition, right? You got people that don't get along with you in that opposition. 
You got people at work that maybe you just struggle with or, or wherever it might be. Listen, you're going to have those things in line. But I want us to focus today on what it is to follow Christ. And I want to tell you something. Jesus Christ needs people that will be followers of Jesus Christ. He said, follow me, didn't he? Follow me. And listen, if we choose to follow him, you better expect opposition. But if we choose to follow him and truly and follow him, you're going to have the best of life here that you would ever thought possible. The more you trust Jesus as your Savior, the more you listen to him, the more you grow in your faith, the more you realize that he is the God who is able to do all things above which we think or ask. That God's word said he is able to save from the uttermost to the guttermost, and we're able to do that if you just simply trust and follow him, not just simply go to church. Like I said, you can't follow Christ without going to church, but you can, follow, you can go to church without following Christ. So what we need to know today is we internally ask ourselves the question, am I truly following Christ in my life? And more than checking off the box, went to church today, I'm good to go for another week. I've done my Christian life, you know, you went to church. Many people on a Sunday or whenever the doors are open can come to church, but if we fail to listen to God, if we fail to praise God, if we fail uh, to respond as God speaks, and going to church, we might as well go to a garage and sit in there and think we're a car. We're not. We know that. But yeah, you read about it from the Old Testament throughout the Bible and the New Testament as well, following Christ. Plain and simple truth is not easy. We read about by, uh, people in the Old Testament, and I'm going to read here in just a moment. But we read about people in the Old Testament, I mean, just so, so many. What about people in the Old Testament like Daniel, you know, who, who, who was a man of God, and, and he followed God? And what about people in the Old Testament like Elijah? And, and they were just out after Elijah, you know, and they were out to get him. And, and Elijah just, uh, uh, he just uh, had to feel the weight of everybody coming upon him. What about people in the Old Testament like Joshua? Uh, you know, who called all the leaders of, of the tribes together, and he said, listen here, you need to decide who you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. There's so many people in the Old Testament who, when they made a step of commitment and followed Christ, do follow Christ, they had opposition. But I want to tell you, you'll not find one of those people in the Scripture uh, that when they had up a, a, a time to follow Christ, that Christ didn't supply everything that they needed. We don't follow Christ to get wealthy. But if you follow Christ, you've got something more than wealth can ever afford you. But the Bible also tells us in following Christ, I heard my dad say this as a little boy, and it's scripture, no good thing will he withhold in Psalms from them that walk uprightly. And if you put God first in everything you do, he's going to supply your every need. So, 
Are we following Christ or are we a church goer? I want us to understand that today. And we look in the Old Testament. And uh, a matter of fact, today's uh, Sunday school lesson, and it has been the last few weeks, and Brother Pete here in this class, uh, uh, is on Job and all the things that happened with Job. And think about all of those things that uh, went on with Job there and, and all he had to uh, go to and, and contend with. And, and, and well, let me just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over there. Uh, I'll, I'll just hold on here a minute. Uh, listen to what Job was talking about, you know. And, and Job, uh, uh, just give you a quick story here on Job. And Job was a, a perfect and upright man and he walked with God. And Satan and God had a conversation. And, and because of that, uh, 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 bad things happened to a good person. And I'm going to tell you today, bad things happen to good people. Don't think that just because I go to church and I pray and I tithe and, and I do all these things and, and still you know, I have bad things come in my life. Listen here, uh, this world is not your home. Uh, but I want to tell you something, regardless of what happens in your life, he said, no man is able to pluck you out of my hand. Job got word after this conversation with God and Satan. Job got word that, um, um, well, he said he was out. The servant come to him and says, your, your servant was out plowing and, and, and feeding and, and, and the asses beside them, the donkeys. And, and he said, and he took them all away. And, and all the oxen and all those things, he said, uh, they took them away and have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I'm the only one left. Then he went on down just about that time. He said a, a fire had fell upon all of the sheep, over 7,000 sheep, and just burn up all the sheep and, and consume them. And I'm alone escaped to come and tell you. And while he was yet speaking, he got some more bad news that fell upon the camels of, of the Chaldeans did and carried, took them all off. And, and while he was yet speaking, he said, the sons and daughters were eating and drinking in the house and, and there came a great wind from the wilderness in the four corners of the house. I fell down and it killed all your family except your, all your children, Job. It's just you and your wife. You know what Job said? Job said this, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And Job didn't sin during that time, nor did he charge God foolishly. How many times in our lives when things go bad in our lives that we uh, blame God, charging God foolishly? How many times does that happen in our lives when we say it's God's fault? God, why did you do this or why did you allow this to happen? God is showing us he's still God if we just simply trust and obey. You know what happened next to Job? Job then got boils all over his body from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. See that in your mind's eye? Got boils, large boils all over his body. And how tender that is. Have you ever had an infection or something and, and one of those had pulled up? 
And it's so tender, if you barely touch it, your whole body knows about it. Think about boil on top of boil everywhere on your body. So bad so uh, that Job had uh, broken a piece of pottery clay there. He broke that to get a sharp edge and started scraping on the boils that were on his body to just trying to help relieve the pain. He was inflicting pain, but trying to help take away some of the pain that was happening. And through all of this, Even Job's wife came and said, listen here what she told him. She said, dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. God will take us through trials in our life. And my friend, I want to tell you something. You need to hold on to the integrity of whom you are. If you're a child of God, a born-again believer in Christ, hold on to the integrity of who you are. If he died for you, you can live for him. He said, you talk like one of those foolish women. And how terrible that must have been trying to get some relief from this intense pain. And then for just about the whole rest of the book of Job, for the next about 37 chapters, he has three friends, close friends. Oh, I'm going to tell you what. Friends like these, you don't need enemies. But he had three friends that come and sit with him in silence, and then they start saying, well, it must have been this Job. It must have been that Job. You've done this Job. You've done that. And isn't it something how people that you think you can depend on to be your friend will start telling you, you've surely done wrong in the eyes of God. Listen, I want to tell you something. There's one person that judges you, and that's God. But think about that. Throughout Job and all of that, and all those things that happened, and all the others that happened there uh, that I told you about, and and people there. And think about in the New Testament as well. Like I said, I could just stay in the Old Testament, but I want to get to a point here. Churchgoers, Christ followers. You can have one and not have the other, but you can't have one without having both. You see what I'm saying? And in the New Testament, that was the same as well. People were persecuted for following Christ. Persecuted throughout the New Testament for following Christ. We read of many people. Think about James. James, one of the apostles, the Bible says that he was taken up in the uh, southeast corner of the temple, and he was up about 100 feet on there, and he was thrown off of the temple because of his stand and his firm belief in Jesus Christ. He said, if they hated me, they'll hate you. They persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Think about, do we live in that day today? Oh my goodness. Think about how that would have happened. Now think about uh, uh, Peter. Think about uh, uh, Peter there as, as he had denied Christ and, and said, I don't know the man. You hear that? Listen, none of us is perfect. He denied Christ, and yet when uh, uh, he fully surrendered his life to Christ, I'm going to tell you what Jesus Christ said upon this rock. I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against Peter. My friend was bold from that point on in the Lord, and Peter stood for righteousness so much so uh, that when they came to kill Peter and they were going to crucify him, he said, wait a minute, guys. 
If you're going to crucify me, you're going to crucify me upside down, for I'm not worthy to be crucified the way my Lord and Savior was. Yeah. Are you a churchgoer? Are you a Christ follower? Because if we follow Christ, we follow Christ every day of our lives. If we go to church, there's meetings scheduled here at this place. There's a big difference. And I want us to fully understand that today. When we came in here today, did we come just for service? You hear me today? I'm getting rid of that word service, trying to work. Let's come to worship. I told him Wednesday, and I want to tell you tonight, when I study the Bible and when I look at scriptures, I'll read it and then I'll sit and think about it. Then I've got to play the movie out, if you will, in my mind. I've got, got to pull up the video of what I see of what I just read. Now what I see here of what I just read, I read this. What about the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul was there and, and he had been in prison now for about 27 months, I believe, as I study. The second time in Rome, under Nero, he's in prison. Now Paul realizes, you know what? I believe they're going to kill me. All he had to do was renounce Jesus. But I believe my time is at hand. But I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness that faded not away. Now this is what I see. Scripture doesn't say what I'm fixing to tell you, so allow me to say it this way. So I told him the other night, I see it this way to retain it. And I see Paul sitting in the the prison cell. And I see maybe a little bit of a a window there. And I see him looking out there. And in my mind's eye, I see this piece of a stump, if you will, about this tall and about this big around. And I see, if you will, a piece of metal coming out this way with a hook and a piece of metal coming out that way with a hook. And that's where the chains that they would put on the people that they would take out there to execute them. They would put one hand over here and chain it down and one hand over here and chain it down to keep from fighting off what was about to take place. Paul seeing that, he said, for I am now ready to be offered The time of my departure is at hand. I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but also them that love his appearing. Realizing this is about to happen. Now I want you to hear these Soldiers of Nero, Rome. Do you hear them walking down the, the cold stone hall there? 
Do you hear the clink of each foot as it steps? Do you hear the sound of metal of their armor that they have? The big swords that they carry? Do you see him coming? Do you hear the chains that they're going to hook up to his hands and his feet to stop? Do you hear them dragging? door opens. In they walk. They start to take these chains and get over here to Paul. Come here. They take these chains. Give me your hands. Guys, hold on a minute. I don't need those. I don't need those chains on my arms. I don't need those stocks on my feet. I am ready to die for my Savior. Can you imagine as he goes out there and he walks to the place where that big piece of a tree, if you will, that's chump, he looks and sees all the hack marks, the slices in there uh, where the people's heads had been chopped off before. He sees the tree, the dried blood that is on that stump. He sees all of that and he sees it there. What would you do? Would you have second thoughts? Here's what he does. He gets out to the stump. Lays his head on it, turns it up so they could take his head off. That is a Christ follower. Do you say, well, listen, uh, you know, that wouldn't happen today. Maybe not in this city, but it's happening today. It's happening today. One of our devotions this past week was uh, talking about a pastor and his wife were going down to uh, uh, Chile's Mexico. And they were going down there to have a pastor conference uh, with all the pastors uh, that were in the hillsides and all all the pastors were going to come in and they were going to have a conference to teach and encourage pastors uh, throughout the hillsides there in Mexico. And the first day they were there, this man come running out to meet them, and he was so glad that they were there. In a room, and then the next morning, as they come out to have another time for going to the uh, uh, gathering, if you will, of all the people that would come in. Johnny, the same man that met him the day before, as they walked in, And down the dirt street from where they was to the building they were going to meet in, they found Johnny in the middle of the street, the dirt road there. They found Johnny down on his knees, weeping in prayer. And they wondered what was wrong. And they went up to him and, what's wrong, Johnny? What's wrong? He said, one of the pastors that was here yesterday at the conference, people came and they got him and they killed him. And they said, well, we're so sorry. This recently happened. We're so sorry. 
We're so sorry for your friend, for your dear pastor. And he looked up from that dusty road and he said, listen, you've got it all wrong. I'm not praying and I'm not crying for the pastor uh, that is going on to meet his reward. I'm not crying for that one who is in heaven with Jesus. I'm crying for those who now are afraid to come because of what they did to him. What would it take for you and me to be afraid and say, I won't even go. We get up somebody in the church. I ain't going there no more. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Have a dinner and they burnt your casserole or no one ate it. Somebody said somebody, you know whatever it is, those little things. Sometimes I think we need a dose of reality, don't we? We need a real, real good dose of what it is to follow God. What would it take for us? Wow. These same people like this. My friend, this happened. So following Christ isn't going to be easy. But I'm going to tell you something. If you're willing, this is what Jesus Christ told us and what we call the Beatitudes, uh, the conduct for ethical living, if you will. Uh, Jesus Christ is saying in Matthew chapter 5, He said, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are ye when men shall revile you. Yeah. Blessed are they and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. They do that. They say that. My friend, I want to tell you something. If they have it, you, you better watch out. I'm going to tell you it's fixing to come. We all go through those seasons. I've gone through those seasons. And the Bible tells us there is a time and purpose and a season to everything under heaven, a purpose for all those things. And whether we know and learn that purpose or whether we give up from that and just regress and say, I won't go there anymore. Whatever we do, my friend, now we're so close to getting to a higher level, if you will, of Christian living and knowing what it's like to follow God and increasing our commitment of faith. And you, we get so close to where we can have more and we back up do you believe with any doubt that God gave us this building God gave us some people to buy our other building and when we didn't even put it in the real estate market that God gave people and made all those things fall in place if he didn't want us here and do you believe that all of this would happen without any opposition Oh, I'm telling you. Are you a churchgoer or a Christ follower? You can be a churchgoer and not follow Christ, but you can't follow Christ and not be a churchgoer. So where are you at? Where are you at? What are we doing today? Have you encountered trouble? Have you encountered harassment? People speak to you in negative ways about you? Do people know that you're a Christian? Where do we stand? We sing a song that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. Though none go with me, still I will follow. 
My friend, that's what God is asking of each and every one of us. And he says if we'll commit to that, well, we won't have to commit to doing it on our own because he lives within us, his Holy Spirit. And he guides us and directs us. And he lets us know we're never alone. No, never alone. I want to share something. First time I've ever done this too, I guess. My wife has a friend that's a missionary in uh, Zimbabwe. Bulawayo, Zimbabwe. She got an email from her the other day. And I want to read just a part of this email. But before I do, let me set it up. Her and her husband and some others have went over there in Zimbabwe, in the deserts of Zimbabwe. And they set up a mission, a building. Because they were going over there, people were going over and they were killing their parents who tried to take a stand in anything for Christ. And they were standing for Christ, they would go and kill him because they didn't want that happening around there. They'd leave the children alone to starve to death and just wander in the wilderness. They would just kill the parents. So these people came and they established a building. And for them to go out and bring in these uh, young children into this place and they would teach them God of his love. Now they had found out about this in the time before they had come and they had burned down their building. They had destroyed the building that they had erected up uh, to do God's mission work. You think we ought to head to the house today? You think we ought to go back home? No, they didn't do that. They rebuilt, knowing what was going on. I want to read you just a little bit of this email that she got this week. The last time I wrote about our volunteer Kevin's father passing away and out of the situation, a lot of individuals in their community came to know Christ. Well, they have a church service on Wednesday nights for the community to hear sound doctrine and have fellowship and glorify God. Kelvin has been leading, heading his group along with Pastor Chris from Bulawayo Baptist Church. They have outgrown their meeting place and are looking at a new location as our brothers and sisters have doubled. They even have children's church now where Pastor Chris's wife, Joyce, teaches how amazing that God takes rubble and tragedy and makes a group of new believers out of it. I hope we can all take heart in the fact that out of the most difficult situations of our lives, God will create something beautiful. Our Sunday church services are thriving with more discipleship and growth taking place every week. Belki, our co-worker, describes the guys now as a Christian community with a focus on falling more in love with Jesus. With new boys journeying, joining every week and still the focus on evangelism. But this time, now listen, we talk more about how to live out our faith. We are no longer churchgoers but we are Christ followers. 
It is only by the Holy Spirit that we continue to have successful Sunday meetings. Last Sunday, for example, one of our hardened guys who typically never, in capital letters, never sets down for the church services became so focused on the message that Brad was sharing with them that he engaged and asked questions about forgiveness and freedom. While last Sunday, for this one boy, only God knows. All we can tell you is that the Holy Spirit was actively pursuing him. It is incredible what we get to see these moments where the Holy Spirit is so tangibly at work in the deserts of Zimbabwe. Where when they gather, <laughs> they have to be careful that they're not killed. Or they don't burn down another building. I believe you would say those people are more than churchgoers. And as I said Wednesday night, when I started my thought for this past Wednesday night study, uh, last Thursday morning, a week ago, it was just simply following Jesus. Churchgoer. And you get something like this, it says they're no longer a church goer, but followers of Christ. May I ask you today, what are you today? What am I? What are, are we a church goer today or a follower of Christ? You can say I'm both, and that's what you ought to say. But we need to examine ourselves and look at ourselves and see exactly where we stand with Christ and where we're at. And lay aside every weight and measure that does so easily get us out of shape. The Bible says those so easily beset us. I'm just talking like you get it. Let us weigh everything aside that gets us jerked out of shape a little bit. And let us keep the main thing the main thing. Let us focus on following Jesus. So, where are we at today? May I tell you to this in closing, going to church should not be based on your circumstances. Going to church should not be based on your attitude and how you feel. But when you begin to trust that God's aware of every situation and detail in your life, focus on Him and His will for your life, spend time on your knees, and this will give you the assurance and the boldness to become a follower of Jesus. When the church follows Jesus, come ahead. When the church follows Jesus, things happen. We can be full of church goers. And quite honestly, I'd rather have a handful that want to follow Jesus more than anything to have every seat in this place filled. And I believe you all would want to do the same. Ask yourself, you following Christ, there are little ones watching you. You following Christ, there are people watching you. Let me close with this. There are people who will tell you, well, why does God love everybody but Christians won't? My friend, when you stand before God, and you will, it won't be because of what somebody who calls himself a Christian said or did, did or whatever. 
Where do we stand with Christ today? One, do you know him as your Lord and Savior? Two, are you following him? You got loved ones in your family that aren't following Christ? Pray, pray, be a light, be a light, be steadfast. What about you today? Don't just check the box that you come to church, but follow Christ. Let's stand.